Listeners, welcome to a, a very special bonus episode of Tombstone Minute. We're going to talk about 1984's Wide Earp. Uh, and more importantly, Joe, I mean, they're saying we're back. <laughs> I'm thinking we're back. I'm thinking this, we're back. This is like the scene in Tombstone when it flashes forward and Wide goes to visit Doc Holliday in bed as he's dying. Yep. I don't know which one of us is Doc and which one of us is Wyatt here, but <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's not pretty. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, um, you know, it, it we had pr- promises were made yeah, many years and, ago. And eventually kept. Eventually kept. Now, to be fair, okay, so little little insight into this if you, you know, have listened to uh, Tombstone Minute recently. Which, by the way, Joe, there are people, judging by the people who still fill out this survey form and some engagement on the t- on the Twitter there's people still finding and discovering and shockingly enjoying Tombstone Minute. I don't remember a second of it. I, yeah, I when I was uh, preparing for this, I was. Have you watched Tombstone since we no. finished? Are you kidding me? No, you have. You have not. No, I haven't either. No. I haven't either. I, I we instead I was like, how about we watch the Dime Store Tombstone instead and put pop in wider. <laughs> Yes. So we had a we had a survey that was out there and it's still out there. And uh, later on, we'll talk about some of the survey results because I always enjoy doing that. Um, I'm sure Joe doesn't even remember the questions um, um, because I think you linked to it. So I'll, I, I'll open it because we last recorded a Tombstone Minute episode, Joe, July 23rd, 2017. Yeah, that's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. Since then, you know, you famously started off Tombstone Minute. I do remember this, saying that you believe this is Kurt Russell's statement against marriage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think I stand by it. And, yeah. and since then, since then, since we've stopped recording, you have not only... Uh, well, I didn't say nuptials. I was against marriage. No, I, know, <laughs> I said I Kurt know. was. <laughs> I'm just saying, but since then, there's been nuptials, and and you're now a dad. A lot has happened. Yeah. Um, just, like, personally, everything's gotten better. Uh, like, nothing else has. I mean, we, like, in the now, world. But when like, you get down to it, you and I are just better versions of whatever we were in 2017. Uh, like, I sort of feel like, <laughs> like, Tombstone Minute was, like, the replacements, like, w- before they were trying to be famous. And okay. they were just hammered all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, now, like, we're, we're, like, I wouldn't say we're trying to be famous or get big, but we, we like, sort of try to give people, like, their $2 worth or whatever they pay on Patreon and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I don't really, I, I honestly, much like the replacements, I, I'm not sure if it's better now. <laughs> we might have to go back <laughs> to yeah, rough so, and ready. So, uh, we, um... I'm excited to dig up. If listeners have already heard, I'm excited to dig up the intro that people hate with the loud, the loud, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the loud sound. Come on, um, but yeah. So we had a survey people could fill out, and one of the and we had said now part of the reason we haven't done this is we, honest to God, could not remember what number we said, but we did say that if we got a certain number, I thought it was a hundred, but I don't know. See, I thought it was seventy. Okay. Well, there, there's no way, and the, the problem is there's no way to find out. I mean, it would require us going back and listening to this, that. and we've already were there when we recorded it, and then edited it, and yeah. I don't need to listen to it a third time. No, I have no need for that. Um, I, don't, I mean, s- we'd also have to figure out which episode it is. Not doing that, right? Uh, so we have 79 responses. Close enough, and I I think I think that's enough. Um, I feel like you told me when I still did remember the number because it was getting really close, and I was like, I'll still do it. This was like three years ago. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, if people were mad about it, they would have emailed us about it by now. So here you True. go. Here's but the you, slop we, for the piggies. And right. this is going to be slop. This movie sucks. <laughs> yeah. So here we are talking about 1994's Wider. And um, this, let's, this is – I've been thinking if this statement is true. <laughs> yeah. And I think it is for me, and I think there is some caveats to it. 
but I believe this may be the worst Western I've ever watched. <laughs> it's oh, I didn't even think about it from that perspective, like that in that frame. It's I, I, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But like because I've seen a lot of movies worse than this. Well, okay, here's I I was laying in bed last night, and as usual, I couldn't sleep. Let's so just get let's just thought let's, about Kevin Costner's uh, line. Let's or, just get into it because like I was I'm, I was mad. Yeah, and then I was mad that I was mad about a stupid movie. I almost ruined our flawless. We're trying to record this perfectly so we don't have to edit anything, and I almost swore. Just, yeah, uh, we're, tr- we're 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 showing that we're professionals and seeing if we can do this. Uh, God, f- do it live, you know. You know, and I screwed up because I was like, "All right, I have you know, I, I get thirty minutes for lunch. Uh, I'm gonna sit down at lunch. And I'm gonna I'm gonna crunch some numbers, do a little research, uh-huh. as as we're occasionally want to do." And I was just thinking, in a in a movie about like a historical figure in a, in a biopic, the longer the movie is, the more impact this person should have had on the world. Okay. And by and large, like Wyatt Earp, I mean <laughs> half of the stories that we celebrate, he didn't actually do anything or yeah. barely did. Like in the shootout at the OK Corral, it was his older brother. That was mostly, like, handling business in that. Yeah. But for whatever reason, everyone thinks it was, like, Wyatt Earp at the center. This movie is three hours long. Over. Over three hours. This movie is five minutes shorter than Titanic. Yeah. So I started to think, like, there's been movies. Like, we can't even get a proper movie made about Napoleon. Although that that that's is seemingly finally happening. So like right now, as we're recording this, Ridley Scott is starting to film a movie about Napoleon. Now Ridley mm-hmm. Scott is not shy uh, with his runtimes. No, he made a two and a half hour movie about the story of the Gucci family, <laughs> and Gucci is a heck of a brand, and and I would say the Gucci family has probably had more of an impact on the world than Wyatt Earp did. Like yes, they, I, I I'll never so. be able to afford to wear their stuff, but people like their clothes, whatever, and their bags and whatnot. I don't know what they make. I watched the movie. I don't really know. Uh, the two and a half hours. Wyatt like and Gucci are into leather. Now Napoleon is a world conqueror. Is there any way? Do you think Ridley Scott will make a movie longer than this one about one of the one of history's great military minds? I don't think it will be longer than this. Okay, and then I was thinking Alexander, Oliver okay. Stone, who never uh, he, he he'll make he, he he'll make you sit in that seat for three hours. He's not shy about that. Nope. The movie about Alexander the Great, fifteen minutes shorter than this one. <laughs> if if you have the audacity to make a three-hour movie about a historical figure, a it better be good, and b it better be someone worth caring about. And I think another thing important is a biopic that's like beginning to end, right? Where the biopic is meant to be like, this is that person's life. Not like Spencer, which is like, here's three days in Princess Die's life. Sure. A, a movie that's like, we are going to explore the, you know, the majority of a human being's life in a movie, which is what, uh, unfortunately, this movie does. Gandhi. <laughs> One minute longer than this. <laughs> <laughs> the arrogance and audacity of this film is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Amadeus, Amadeus, <laughs> thirty minutes shorter. <laughs> what? If, so like, I'm just sitting there, getting pissed in bed, just thinking about like there is no reason on God's green earth to spend more than. Okay, now to be fair, Tombstone is over two hours long, but that movie's fun. In 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 Tombstone, I is not a biopic. Yeah, I, it, like you could argue that like no one finishes Tombstone is like wow, I loved that story about Wyatt Earp. Tombstone, yeah. <laughs> Tombstone is about how dudes rock. That's all that movie's about. Yeah, and and no one, everyone comes out of that thinking about Doc Holliday. It just it's it's a movie about sort of like just it's a it's like a western action movie basically with some like cheesy romance and stuff like that three hours and 10 minutes for Wyatt Earp now I don't I'd like to know who you blame Uh, it has to be Kevin Costner right not the director so that director seems like he's full of it too so I will say if you um 
if you followed if if you followed us uh, past Tombstone Minute into other things we've recorded and talked about, um, uh, which you know we can talk about, when we get towards the end here. I am am a known on the record Kevin Costner fan. Yep, Kevin Costner defender. I I like him in some things. Um, this is a real. Uh, I cannot defend this movie. And I cannot defend uh, Costner's actions that had this movie made. So, mm-hmm. and, and once again, like I said, we recorded uh, whatever five years ago, and we talked about. Yeah, we did talk so. about it a little bit because these two movies were like racing to the finish line, right? To get yes. finished. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Tombstone and Tombstone came out in December of '93. So then, six months later. Uh, which, by the way, Tombstone, we've talked about this before, Tombstone's such a bizarre December release movie. Um, Wyatt, Wyatt Earp was released in June of 94, so there's a six-month gap between the two. Um, they were made at the same time. So, like, while the Tombstone crew is in Arizona, the Wyatt Earp crew is in New Mexico, and there was a bit of um, drama between these two projects and it starts with kevin costner who after dance of wolves massive star um and not only just dance of wolves like he had like a pretty like a linear you know rise up and you know from like i don't know mid 80s to 90 to 93 94 you've got like a a rise up into becoming more. oh yeah he's one of the biggest stars in the world no um so he he uh, gets in him and Kevin. We, we never we never knew how to say his name, but Kevin Jar, the screenwriter behind Tombstone, and they start working on this. But then, shockingly, creative differences surfaced. <laughs> what? And Costner did not like the idea of making a movie that was just about like Tombstone and and like all these people in Tombstone, right? Like Doc Holliday and and the and more than just Wyatt and. Um, wrong Johnny Ringo and wrong. all that stuff, right? Kevin, wrong, right? Big mistake. So idiot. So, <laughs> so Costner's like, no, it needs to center on <laughs> the most Wyatt boring personality-free character in the whole story. <laughs> An absolutely uh, joyless, charmless character that everyone for three hates, hours. except for his brothers and one other guy, <laughs> and, and a random old bartender who like. <laughs> <laughs> tries to be a hero for like 15 minutes at the end of the movie. So, looks like he's about to get his butt kicked. But. So Costner leaves Tombstone to do his own project, which becomes wider, right? And that's that point where Kurt Russell gets asked, um, uh, gets told about Tombstone and, and gets you know offered to come in and do it. And we don't need to talk about that, but Kurt Russell owns and yeah, he does that in Tombstone. Um, but Costner, still powerful, still mad. Stops, start, tries to like use his power to shut down um, uh, companies from being able to release Tombstone. I get so he, it. I, I mean, you, it's dirty, but like sure. it makes sense for why he would do it, though. So, um, oddly enough, it's Buena Vista, uh, which is part of Disney, uh, even then, uh, that ends up doing it. Uh, I, there's a quote here Kurt Russell, uh, not mad about this, sincerely. He just said, uh, "quote He was a powerful. He was powerful enough at the time, which I always respected. I thought it was good hardball." Yeah, I, I get it. Um, so the other thing, Tombstone, the production of Tombstone does get one shot on wider, and it's so petty and so funny. Um, Tombstone started shooting first, and so they rented out all of the period piece clothing and props in Hollywood, <laughs> all of them, so that it forced wider to get delayed even longer because they had to bring in costumes from Europe. <laughs> that rocks. So that's sort of the like tombstone versus wider like production thing that happens. Then then tombstone comes out and it's not like a massive hit by any means like uh but it it, it does well, right? Like I think it had a budget of 25 million and domestically it makes um like 70 some i guess it's tough because uh it's cut across a couple years right because it was released in december but overall it makes like domestic like 56 million um 
So it does well. Wyatt Earp comes out six months later, and obviously people are like pretty excited about Tombstone, and then this movie called Wyatt Earp comes out, and I'm sure half people are like, didn't this already happen? Uh, and then also, I remember that. Like when yeah. this came, when this came out, I was like, they just had a movie about about why. Yeah, why, why and, then, and this one? is the thing that happened a lot, right? I feel like in the '90s there was like the the scouting between studios was either too good or not good enough because you would have like Dante's Peak and Volcano and yeah. all these movies that were similar. Uh, Deep Impact and Armageddon. Right. Yep. Uh, so wider comes out. Also, it's as we've talked about 190 minutes. It's too uh, many minutes. Too, too many minutes and. Uh, it did not do nearly as well. It uh, cost way more. Cost sixty three million to make, and um, makes less money, but not like a. Like it makes twenty five million. So like it's not. That's pretty bad. It's it's pretty bad, but um, you know I think like Tombstone made like thirty million more, which is like a quite a bit. But um, Wider, which oddly enough, weirdest fact about Wider, didn't he get nominated for an Oscar? I don't know. Uh, I believe it did for um, best cinematography, which is insane. Uh, there's like that is probably the best part of the movie. It, it like at if there were a few moments where even I just staring at it pissed was like, oh, there's a few like good looking moments. Like it is shot fairly well. The problem is like you have these fairly well composed shots pretty good lighting and stuff and then you're staring at like kevin costner with that weird balding like part in his hair that starts like 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 a like to the like in jake to the right of his eye like i don't know what his hair was doing so so we're, we're kind of jumping around but yeah this movie this movie starts with um like wide erp as a kid and then he like runs off and then he you know He's gonna go. He's gonna go enlist to fight in the Civil War. Right. Yep. And then he ends up like meeting this woman, and then he's gonna marry her. And then I think he does marry her. Yeah. And he's like, he's working as a policeman. She's pregnant. She dies from typhoid. Um. He gets really ups- bu- bummed about it. Fair. Yep. Um. And then and then we just sort of follow him as he like struggles, and then he ends up like going to Dodge City and he works there and then eventually he goes to Tombstone and that's essentially like yeah. that's the plot of Tombstone um, and then he has this very bizarre moment at the end of the movie where he's with Josie and he's like on a Alaskan cruise yeah they're gonna go to the gold rush up there and a young man like comes up to wide and and it was like oh yeah you, you, my uncle Tommy Tommy you know behind the deuce you know you saved his life and i remember watching this movie and being like what is he talking about because that did not happen in the movie yeah. and then it's like then shown in flashback to be like oh yeah this is another thing that we didn't not in this movie this movie sucks well i guess the point of that scene at the end is to show that wyatt lived his life as a lawman living which actually like is contradicted within the movie itself but whatever like he followed the rules he wasn't gonna let a man even if he's guilty just get lynched by a mob and he put his life on the line to protect him and and then i guess it's to show like that his legacy as a lawman is remembered all these years later but uh, okay i also read it as like is this meant to be sort of like oh you know the west tells stories are not always true which is like a big you know oh it could also yeah yeah that's a fair reading of it too well because yeah most of his story is all nonsense yeah um but yeah from the fact from when his wife dies on kevin costner is just brooding and uh wide earp as a character is totally unlikable just miserable and and as i mentioned before charmless joyless Nothing's interesting. Um, it doesn't, like, to compare it to Tombstone, a couple things. Doc Holliday shows up in this movie 85 minutes into it. Uh, yeah. A hundred like, mi- <laughs> God. A hundred minutes in, we get to Tombstone. The OK Corral happens 140 minutes into it. Um, and that so is one like, of the, that is maybe the worst shootout I've ever seen in a Western. The, like, editing and, and, and uh, staging of it. I couldn't believe how bad it was. It's very unclear of what's happening. And also, well, this is a movie where... Uh, this is one of those movies where even in 94, it's like one of those, like, here's a guy firing it. 
a gun, and then like a second later, here's where the bullet then hits. Like there's like just <laughs> the way like time is like spread out on the way it's it shot. Um, also, this movie has a lot of blue light night scenes of just uh, people uh, talking in rhymes about what life's about. I uh, it's so it's boring, a real, so terrible. It's a real trudge through this um and, and, i split it up in two nights that's what i did i made it an event one of <laughs> a two-night event one of the like things that i guess at this stage in his career that you that kevin costner would at least have going for because he's all he's fine in like some movies you know yeah. like if he's playing a baseball player that's probably going to be fine um yeah that's the he only doesn't example. have a lot of range but there's a thing he can do sure you know. and 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 but at this stage of his career he is handsome yeah i'd say looks like garbage in this movie his hair always looks awful like they can't even like let him be good looking in it and then yeah he's just frowning almost literally the entire movie he's unhappy he's frowning and this movie also has um this movie's directed by lawrence kasdan who's like a guy who i think i'm pretty sure i enjoy his scripts a lot more than i enjoy his direction um but he uh he uh he does this like uh he's it's very lazy especially when you compare it to tombstone right like tombstone has like these incredibly fun action scenes uh there are a couple times in this movie where it kind of starts to amp up to something exciting yeah and then it is done in the most lazy way possible like when he becomes the deputy and they're like there's a guy and they're shooting what do you do and then you just like watch as he like goes through a door and then you hear like a gunshot and a punch and then he drags a guy out and i was like oh we missed we cool. missed all the cool parts uh and then there's another part where i forgot where this happens but i think there's another like set up to a big action scene and he's just like my name is wider and it all ends now and then we cut to it being done and i was just like oh <laughs> boy well they're trying to trim the runtime rob yeah <laughs> <laughs> we needed to be introduced to more erp family members i mean if it's already over three hours long like fine make it three hours and 45 minutes if we get to see some fighting yeah yeah uh the other thing about this movie that we have to mention is the cast is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that that is one of my big theories about why this movie doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And this is actually a good thing to pair with your comment about Kevin Costner. Like, okay. not a lot of range, but this is a genre, the Western, where, like, you don't necessarily have to be a good actor to be a star in this genre. Yeah. You either have to be a good actor or you just have to be, a like, a... a person with presence ideally you have both like i'd say i'd say clint eastwood has both i think he's a good actor not a great actor but i think he's a good actor and without a doubt has as much presence as anyone else in movie history i think absolutely yep um john wayne not a good actor but also has has presence right the problem here is the movie begins where the first actor of note, well, you see Kevin Costner sort of in a, in a brooding over a cup of coffee at right at the beginning of the movie, which is an early moment where you're like, this kind of seems like this could be a good movie. Yep, and then it's him like waiting before he's going to go confront those guys at the OK Corral. Then it yep. flashes back to when he's a teenager. <laughs> yeah, which I'd right? love to see that. Oh, can I see this person as a teenager now, please? And and here, in, this was a huge mistake because. Again, like I said, you you do see Kevin Costner for a couple minutes, but the first sustained scenes where we see an actor of note, it isn't we we see an actor that is both one of the great actors of all time and one of the great presences of all time, Gene yep. Hackman playing his father. Yeah, horrible mistake to do this because the movie kicks off with you getting to see a man who was just what a couple years removed from delivering one of the great western performances of all time in unforgiven correct now you now this is our first like real like movie star in a in a movie filled with lots of stars or at least supporting actors of note and now the whole movie and, and not only is he the first actor we get to see perform in extended scenes but he is the character also of the per- of that that wide Earp's character spends his entire movie trying to measure up to. 
So you have this dual thing happening where Gene Hackman opens up this movie, you know, carrying it for what the first I'd say 15 minutes. Yeah. So then Kevin Costner, who then has to carry pretty much the rest of the movie, then has to live up to Gene Hackman, the actor. And we are reminded of that. You can't help but think about it the whole time. Like, I wish I was watching Gene Hackman now instead. Right. Yeah. And doubling up with that, Wyatt Earp, as a man, as a character, spends the whole movie basically modeling all of his behavior, even though his dad isn't there anymore, because to to make his dad happy. His dad sort of sees him when he's down and out, a drunk, a loser, a criminal, and straightens him out. And the whole rest of the movie, I I think, sort of under the surface, he is trying to moderate his behavior to make his dad proud. Mm -hmm. So on two levels, Kevin Costner has to try to live up to Gene Hackman, fails miserably in both ways. And I think that that, maybe more than any other reason, well, okay, that's not true. It's not the reason why this movie doesn't work, but I think it's a subtle little failure of of the structure of this movie that makes it impossible for Kevin Costner to be good in it. Is is I'm glad you brought up uh White's dad um Nicholas Earp cuz watching this movie and especially like the beginning first half or whatever, I don't know. First half of this movie, I kind of thought and I wanted to ask this question to you Joe, is White Earp a fail son? Uh I think I think that he's a sneaky fail son because he basically he's a complete screw up yep. at everything except being a lawman. But as a lawman, they they try a few times in this movie to make it seem like the people of the town are happy that he's just being a lame nerd that won't let them party and won't let yeah. them have guns. <laughs> But their rules are rough, man. The, Those are the, not great rules. The only people that show any genuine affection for him consistently are his brothers and a psychotic killer named Doc Holliday that everyone else <laughs> hates and is afraid of. Yeah. His his um sisters in law, his sister in laws hate him. Hate him. Absolutely loathe his very presence. And 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 with good reason. Right? Yes. Like, they're trying he's to like put, he screws up all the time, <laughs> is way too aggressive constantly, and ultimately gets one of them killed and the other maimed. Yeah, by being yeah. stubborn and unwilling to like swallow his pride at any moment. And all their he, business ventures complete failures. And, and and that's what I mean. Like he falls upward many times because everything he does fails. But like he's able to just like well, I'll just be a lawman and a bartender, and then everyone's like okay. We're going to settle in. We're going to live in this town. We're doing fine. And he's always like, guys, we can make a lot of money. We can move somewhere else and make a lot of money. Let's do that. And yeah. Then uh, let's go to some place that has no laws. Uh, but I bet we could not be lawmen while we're there. I'm sure I can look the other way the whole time. Never mind. I'm going to antagonize one of the most dangerous gangs in, in the American West. Moron. Yeah. Yeah. It, and his uh, brothers are cool, too. Well, so that's the other thing that makes this hard, and I think when you compare this movie to Tombstone, which you have to, I mean, yeah. you have to, yeah, uh, it is there is like weird things, you know, because like Virgil Earp is Sam Elliott. That's who that's who Virgil Earp is, and when like Michael Madsen shows up as Virgil Earp, my brain is just like, what? No, that's not Virgil. Well, but I actually think that of of the actors who had the unfortunate job of like following up the superior cast in tombstone he holds up maybe the best because michael madsen has a presence like you look at that like okay i look at sam elliott i'm like i'm not i'm not messing with that guy yeah no i'm also not going to mess with michael madsen now the problem is they give him this weird blonde curly hair and he looks like a dandy but (laughs) but but everything other than his hair, like the way he carries himself, like his his eyes, his face, um, his body language, like like he uh, he is the most intimidating one out of that bunch. I think it is wild that they like essentially gave him like superstar Billy Graham's hair, right? And they're just like, <laughs> You're... was he getting ready for another role? Yeah, or something, and they're and they're like, dude, you gotta cut that. He's like, no, I'm, I'm. That's pl- not his real hair, is it? I or I no, I'm sure it isn't. I or I shouldn't say I'm sure. I don't know. I I just kind of didn't really. I I was like thinking these things as I was watching it, but I didn't want to like be staring at my phone the whole time looking stuff up, and then I just kind of forgot to. Talk. Yeah, but 
uh, yeah, I mean, it's the other thing. The other thing why this movie doesn't work outside of like the things you've mentioned and it being really long and all that. There's no like, there's no actual. So like Tombstone, there's you know the OK Corral is a big moment, and there's this a big setup between like the Clantons yes. and the Earps, and they take time, and there's like villains, right? There's yes, there's Bill, two. There's no and, villains in this movie. I don't know who those guys are in this. No. One. They, they're no- not developed. They get barely any screen time. There's just these sort of like vague group of men that they're <laughs> mad at because these guys like want to carry guns around and drink. Yeah. Yeah. These it, guys it- want to behave like people in Westerns do. <laughs> so like that's what that's that's the other problem here is like the audience is like, wait, those guys want to like do shots of whiskey and like fire their guns in the ceiling and this nerd cop won't let them. Also, like. like- it also doesn't make sense, like, on one hand, Wyatt is like, you know, this, oh, we're going to go out, we're going to get our own saloon, we're going to make money, everything's going to be great. But also he comes to town and is like, no drinking, okay? <laughs> There's no drinking. No, no public intoxication. Like, if Wyatt Earp came to Milwaukee tomorrow night, <laughs> 300 people would be shot dead by, at the hands of his six shooter. You and I would be dead. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, like what? What? Like, like at least in okay. So in Tombstone, and this is another way it does it better. Like they at least like show they take the time and have the patience to show Kurt Russell's wider have genuine hesitation. Like he genuinely does not want to get mixed up in this, yeah. and they smartly make Curly Bill just poke at him and yeah. poke at him. And Johnny Ringo poke at him and poke at him until, like, the audience is like, okay, he has to do something. In this movie, he is just the worst cop you've ever met. Like, every aggressive suburban cop that's looking for trouble. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Watching that now, you know, you mean compared to, like, you know, we're doing Tombstone in 2017 and, and now watching it now in 2022 and just sort of being like, man, I do not like this Wyatt Earp guy. I don't even like him as a lawman. Yeah, he sucks. He's terrible. Um, is there is there any of the cast members? I'm just going to list off some names. We don't need to go through everything that they do, but we have Hackman. We have Dennis Quaid as, yeah, as Doc we, we, Let's come back and talk about poor Dennis Quaid because okay. he works hard. He tries. But, okay, yeah, let's let's come back to him. Okay, keep going. Um, we've got Michael Madsen, which you mentioned. We have Catherine O'Hara as one of the sister-in-laws. Just, just have- playing a scold. Let's take yeah. one of the funniest ladies out there, and her literally every scene, all it is is her yelling at Wyatt Earp and being mad. Perfect casting. Well done. Way to use Catherine O'Hara. Playing a scold. Oh, my God. Uh, Bill Pullman. Um, Don't even remember. Uh, it, completely forgettable in this movie. Yeah. Much like I feel like he is in most movies, to be fair. Yeah. In my mind. But just it didn't need to eat. They didn't even need to pay Bill Pullman money. No. They could have just hired any random dude. Um. They could have just had Michael Madsen not wear the wig during some scenes. <laughs> um, Isabella Rossellini. Again, uh, Isabella Rossellini is in this. Yeah, for it for, doesn't make sense why. For, she's for five in. minutes. Yep. Um, Tom Sizemore, who I, 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 I did enjoy. Yeah, um, he's, he, he, he tries his best. Uh, you've got um, uh, Taya Leone for a little bit as Sally. I like Taya Leone as Sally. Uh, yeah. just, you know, she, but once again, I don't know why it needs to be her. Why, yeah, why her? Um, you've got um, Jesus is in it. Jesus, yep. <laughs> Jim uh, Cavazil, who yep, complete psycho as a career? human being, but like he is good in movies once in a while. Yeah. What happened to him? Um, I he's I. Th- He's an absolute like right wing Jesus freak psycho. I he got was in the news for doing something bad recently, okay. but I can't remember what. I don't know. Um, I just noticed his website is a .dot us domain. So I, I think he's like I think he's a QAnon guy now. I think oh, that's okay. what it is. Um, and I think that's pretty much everyone. We already mentioned obviously Gene Hackman uh, and Kevin Costner, but there's all these people that just kind of come and go on the screen. All of them forgettable. Like, um. There is a Curly Bill. I don't even remember him. Oh, the dude from X is in this movie, too. John Doe. Um, oh, okay. I okay. also don't. Like, I read that after it was over, and I did, didn't remember him in the movie oh, at all. But he is okay. in it. He plays. From the, from the band X. Now it's now it's yeah. connecting. I was like, what movie are you talking Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you have all these people. None of them matter. Not, no one is really. The only person. Let's talk about him. 
Dennis Quaid as Doc Holliday. I felt bad for him. Yeah, because like it, it's not good, you know, but it's not bad either. But no, you it, cannot watch it, and you're just thinking, like, man, he, when he saw Val Kilmer's performance, oh. he must have been like, oh no. Yeah, and I think it, he like lost weight and everything for this role. Like he he did have like a plan, right? He's like, all right, there's a way I'm going to play Doc Holliday. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm going to do it. And then you're right. Six months before, and Tombstone comes out, and Val Kilmer is like, "I'm just going to put one of the best like supporting performances ever on screen." <laughs> he must have just been dreading this movie coming out. I would have. Can you imagine having to do the like talk show circuit or at the just be like, oh, yeah, is I can it, it just I can't imagine a a similar situation where. Like you know, uh, you know, Dennis Quaid's a good actor, like who tried, and then six months before, you're totally outshined in the exact same role. <laughs> it's not, I, I, I felt, I, I, I felt, I feel for him for that, but I don't know, whatever, everything worked and out for him fine. He's but. the second. I mean, I would say it's the second best performance in the movie behind Gene Hackman. Yeah, it's it's like he's basic, and the sad part is like he's trying to do the same thing that Val Kilmer does. Yes. Like, yeah. he's going just fully, like, immersed in the role. Big, big performance. No subtlety at all. He's, li- like, really is... It's it's basically like, like watching, like, another team come in running the same kind of offense, but just so much worse. Yeah. Whereas, it, unfortunately, like, it, it, if he would have come at the role from another angle, then maybe it wouldn't have worked out so poorly, but... Maybe, but we watched uh, Kevin Costner come at the wide Earp angle a little differently. Yeah, well... Real yeah, poor. true, yeah. Um... Is there is there anything hmm. is there anything the other thing about this movie as we mentioned things that don't work there's not a whole lot to like praise about it one thing that bothered me is unlike Tombstone we are going to different locations right we're going to Dodge mm-hmm. City we're going to they all look exactly the same right every bar looks <laughs> identical I, I I was like oh they're in Tombstone now it, I, I it honestly might have been the same set. It feels like that. It feels like they're just like, now, how will they know we're in a different part? Well, we'll put little text on the screen that tells them they're in a new city now. And you're like, okay. Because um, <laughs> they all you, look if, the same. If you're going to be in a Western and, like, the, loca- the the change in locations is, like, a meaningful part of the story's progression, like, you need to pick – I know they're trying to tell a real-life story. So maybe in real life, Dodge City and Tombstone looked probably the same. I don't know. I doubt they did, but – then just yeah, make something so. up. Like they, yeah. like the whole story's made up anyways. Half yeah. the story of Wyatt Earp. Just have him go to, I don't know, like have him go to San Francisco or something. I don't. Who cares? Show them in the snow, or, or I don't know something. <laughs> like, yeah, just somewhat different. Uh, outside of seeing him as a kid running around in like Iowa and the cornfields, that's like the only time where it feels like we're in a different place. Outside yeah. of Alaska when they're on the boat, yeah. obviously, but and that's, that doesn't you know, really matter. Three minutes but yeah, they're in Kansas, they're in Iowa, they're in um, Arkansas, they're in Texas, they're in Arizona, then they go to Alaska, all sorts of stuff. Um, all feels the same. All feels the same. Is there, uh, Joe, is there anything in this movie, is there any scene, especially when we get to about the 140-minute mark and we have essentially the plot of Tombstone, is there any scene in this movie that you think may be better no. potentially than what's in Tombstone? Not a single one. I I think that there there's okay, there's one line um that there's one scene that I thought what it it isn't good in this, but like it's a good kind of scene to have. So okay. after um Maddie or whatever her name is, I don't know. This movie really broke my brain. Like I feel like I knew the wider story so well from doing two so minute and like now. So Maddie is just smacked out of her mind. Yeah. That just, kept that going. It's much like the two <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. She uh they they turn Oh, that is one part where I laughed so hard. She is like she is so zonked out on booze and, and opiates and stuff. And and Kevin Costner goes to their room for probably the first time in three weeks or something like that. Yeah, she's yeah. so high. She's so messed up. And, and like, I what did more? Did, did someone just got shot? Like, the herbs were in a lot of danger. Yeah. 
And it was he walks into his room and she just points a gun at him and just shoot, tries to shoot him. <laughs> yeah, laying down. And my my wife and I just burst out laughing immediately. It was so funny. Um, so I th- think after that he goes down to the bar, and he's standing at the bar. He hasn't had a drink since uh, his dad like pulled him out of jail and pulled some strings to get him yeah. out of trouble. So it's been years and years since he's had a drink, and he's just sitting there staring at it. Um, and all of a sudden, from off camera, Doc Holliday just like sh- zooms in, s- snatches the the glass, downs it, and then they they start to have this talk. And, um, you know, he basically Doc Holliday's advice is like, you just got to let her go. Like he's just said, the, he kind of gives a speech about how the world it's just too hard for some people, mm-hmm. and it's it's clear. Like obviously, Maddie is just trying to drink and drug herself to death. Yeah, and and why it feels he's why it's in love with somebody else, but but he feels guilty about that. A totally understandable state of mind to be in. And he Doc's advice is like, you know, you just got to walk away, basically. And and it's a it's not great, but but it's the idea of that scene is great. Yeah. And then at one point, why you know, Coster says like, are you, so you're trying to, you're letting me off the hook here, and and Doc says like, there is no hook. There's just what you do. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing it to some extent, but I I think that that like I don't know that it's necessarily totally good advice, but like it's in, an interesting advice for a friend to give in that situation. And that moment sure. between the two of them, if if you were bought if you had bought into this movie at this point, I think it'd be a really good scene. The problem is the movie doesn't earn that moment because everything before it is either boring or stupid. And that moment happens 165 minutes into the movie. Or yeah, whatever. so, <laughs> like, yeah, it, so it just, that was the only thing where, like, those scenes in Tombstone that are, like, re, like like the scene I referenced earlier where they're playing cards as, as Doc is dying and stuff, like, there, there's yeah. genuine, like, pathos in those scenes, and this one is the one that gets the closest to it. And in addition to that, there it's there isn't really any scene like that in Tombstone, but I thought it was a good moment between those two, but... Unfortunately, like I said, too bad. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I I could see a version of that scene existing in Tombstone, and, and that and that being a useful thing in that movie. Um, my, the only one I thought, and I don't know if I believe it, the only one is like maybe when Morgan gets shot is better and wider than it is in Tombstone. Maybe it it's rush. It's it's it goes quick in Tombstone, you know. Yeah. But like. Kurt Russell's performance is way better than that. Like he seems to be in genuine pain that Morgan's dying. Yeah. And and you could sort of see in his eyes like feeling like he failed and that he was responsible for him. But the the dialogue between him and Morgan as as he's dying on the pool table like yeah, I can see that that's pretty good. There's some good lines. He's like, you know, will you straighten my legs out? And he's like yeah. they are straight and it's like, oh, he yeah. can't feel anything. That sucks. Yeah. Um but then the problem is he sends some little loser kid to go get Virgil, who just like an idiot walks like like the I know in like Tombstone there's kind of something similar there too. But in Tombstone Virgil doesn't know that that happened when he got shot, right? Dude, I don't know. I I feel like since we talked about this movie minute by minute, I should know every second. I don't. Yeah. I will say watching Wide Earp gave me a real itch to revisit Tombstone. Like I was oh yeah, like, man, I gotta rewatch Tombstone. It's time. It's time. And then we'll start doing it minute by minute again. We'll do it backwards um, this time. <laughs> do it backwards. <laughs> I thought um, that I thought also thought the the score was pretty decent for Wyatt Earp as well. Like there's a few moments where like oh, I was like oh the score's pretty good here. Okay. It, it, like in sort of like it it felt feels like like that sort of classic Hollywood score. Like it 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 felt. Classy, I guess, would be the best word I could use to describe it. You know, whereas Tombstone is like super. The score is super over the top, as I recall. Yeah, but yeah, that's, but, that's uh, true. But like, I could see myself like while I'm trying to get some work done playing the score to this and it being like fairly deep, like kind of being pleasant to have on in the background. But uh, it, that's, it does, again, boy, I'm reaching if that's where I'm going to go to try to get some praise. It does feel like Kevin Costner like flew too close to the sun on the prestige thing here, where he was like, yeah, you know, no, Dance of Wolves, I did it. I know how to do it. I know how to like make a prestige film. We're going to get great character actors on this one. We yeah. got Lawrence Kazan in here. We're going to we're going to do this is this is our Oscar movie. And, uh, you know, there's just there's just nothing. It's just so hollow and empty 
and uh, a story not worth telling, I would even say, outside the tombstone stuff. No, yeah, it's... Whew. It does work. Is there anything else you want to talk about the actual movie before we move on to other business? Um, Boy. Because I have some how did they die. I did some research. <laughs> uh, I, the, uh, another scene that I just want to point out is just being really, really bad is when they, they, they finally leave Tombstone and they're going to take Morgan's body back to California where their parents live. And like the, the that gang, they find out the gang is waiting for them in Tucson. And that scene at night where they're like, tr- they they try to k- they kill the gang guys that are waiting in train, for them, like oh, in the train station. It or the, the direction the... on that, like you said, it's so lazy, it's so bad. There's yeah. no excitement, there's no tension in it at all. It's like, how do you screw up? <laughs> like, and, and in Tombstone, I think the way they play that is, isn't someone there and just intimidates that gang into going away? Um, I think so. Yeah, but whereas like in in uh in White Earp that it's like a shootout in the dark at night by and like you'd think it would be so cool. Okay, it's dark. The hissing of the steam engine, you know, in the background and the and yeah. the, and, and looking peeking between the train cars and stuff like that. Like if if like a talented like a you know like say like Kevin Costner is working with De Palma and again to shoot this scene, like how cool it would have been, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not sucked. That was one that really stood out as like, boy, they they this movie didn't bring the best people. They didn't I, bring their best. I uh, I still have some like pretty big Western blind spots, and one is I haven't seen Silverado, and I only mention that because that's got Costner and it's directed by Lawrence Kasdan. My experience on Lawrence Kasdan movies is he's a very mechanical director. Like it's <laughs> it's a very like you know he he read something in a book on how to do a thing and he does it and it's yeah, never and, like. And, a western no, needs some romance. Like you need yeah. to have like a romantic verve for these myths that you're exploring and and either maybe subverting or maybe reinforcing whatever you might however you're playing around with that American myth of the west. Like you need to have like some kind of like emotional attachment to it even if it's a revulsion to it. And he just yeah. has nothing. Like he read an encycl- he read an encyclopedia entry about the history of this and then like made a movie. I don't know. Um, the other thing I think that makes sense with this movie a little bit is that it was before Costner joined, it was going to be a six hour miniseries. And it does a lot of times this movie feels like uh, like if you were to go to Dodge City or Tombstone and sit down in a museum and they're like, here's a uh, a reenactment that was <laughs> of this uh, event. This movie feels like a, like just a bunch of stodgy reenactments strung together. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty spot on. Um, so I do remember when we did Tombstone, people loved the how did they die, and if you remember, that was when we would talk about some of the characters in the movie that uh, we don't see die, and I would look up how they died. Okay. Yep. So I thought, well, we got some new characters here. We can talk about how they die. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I was like learning. So Bat Masterson, who is. Um, uh, is played by uh, uh, Tom Sizemore, who I, I do enjoy in this movie. Um, he uh, he died at the age of sixty seven. Uh, he was became a, a writer, a journalist, and he was writing for the New York Morning Telegraph. And he died. He had a heart attack after writing his final column. And his last column included the statement: "This is a word I did not know. Uh, I suppose these these ginks." Which I G I N K S, which I looked up, is like a foolish person. Oh, that okay. It sounds like a racial slur. I but. thought it was too, which is why I looked it up before I said it. <laughs> um, uh, uh, who argue that because the rich man gets ice in the summer and the poor man gets in the winter, things are breaking even for both. Maybe so, but I'll swear I can't see it that way. Well, that's a good. That's well done. Right. Yeah. That's so Bat Masterson. All right, man. Um, James Earp. We have more brothers. So James Earp. Yeah, is there's one of the too other... many Earps in this movie. Way too many Earps. We need fewer God. Earps. I, the, the good thing Tombstone did was like we have. Let's have less Earps and then have some more. People we can never town. have more than three Earps present at any time. That's, That's the Tombstone way. That's a good rule. Uh, James Earp. Um, he was in the Vendetta Ride. 
Um, he died of natural causes at the age of 84. They all lived, like him and Wyatt lived a long time. Um, yes, his dad, Nicholas Earp, died at the age of 93. These Earps, man. Uh, Warren Earp, on the other hand, Warren Earp, another brother. <laughs> uh, Warren Earp is, is played by Jesus. Um, he, quite quite the story here. Uh, he was part of the Vendetta ride as well. And then he did, uh, he was a range detective for Henry Hooker in Arizona. Okay. Okay. What and is a range detective? Like, I don't know. Uh, I, think I guess probably, probably just a detective that works on the range. I'm going to guess, yeah. right? <laughs> so I guess like maybe they do like broad, like when, investigations that traverse wide distances, you know, like cattle are stolen. Cattle and, rustler. Yeah. Things like yeah. that. Uh, that sounds like an interesting job. Um, anyways, Warren was known for being a bit quick tempered. <laughs> an herb uh, quick temper yeah. <laughs> and he had became involved uh, in an argument with uh hooker's range boss johnny boyette inside uh brown saloon in wilcox and uh there is some talk that their mutual dislike was from uh they both liked the same woman a uh, local prostitute tale as old as time yep um, other things, the Tombstone Epitaph says that it began because Earp would bully Boy it all the time. So they got drunk, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Warren uh, kept bullying Boy it, and then Boy it, then he told him like, you know, Boy, get your gun. We're gonna settle this right here. You go get mine. I'll go get yours. So Boy goes and gets his gun, comes back with some Colt handguns, <laughs> and he calls out for Earp, and Earp. And, and Boyd immediately fires two rounds at Earp, misses both of them. <laughs> oh, you can't do that. So then Earp steps outside, does not produce a weapon. Boyd fires two more times, misses them both. Oh, they should make the movie about this. Earp enters the saloon again, walks towards him, opens his coat, and says, I've got no arms. Uh, and Earp continues walking towards Boyd, talking the entire time. <laughs> Arrogant. <laughs> Boy, it warns him several times. He's Erp just keeps walking towards him. Boy, it fires a fifth time. This time he shoots Erp and kills him. <laughs> what an idiot! Warren Erp was found to have no gun, although he did have a pocket knife in his fist. No arrest was made. Uh, unbelievable! <laughs> what a moron! <laughs> I think that's my favorite one yet. For uh... that feels like a Coen Brothers death. Like just something like like darkly funny, uh, someone being so <laughs> stupid. Oh, that's good. Um, the other guy I have here, I have two more guys. Uh, Dave Ruta Rutabag. This is the guy that uh, in the movie Wide Earp is like going after, and that's why he leaves. Uh, that's when he that's where he goes and he talks to that bartender. And he's like, oh, he was just here two days ago, and then he meets uh, Doc Holliday. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, then that's Rudabay guy. We don't ever see him in the movie again. He just this. All right. All right I well. thought this guy was a bad, but whatever. Uh, yeah, he's he's there to be friends with. Uh, or or did Doc Holliday tell him? I think Doc Holliday tells him that that guy's dead already or something, doesn't he? Uh, no, he tells him he's a really bad dude and he hates him. I think is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So um, at uh, uh, he does die though at the age of thirty-one because <laughs> he he, he had. I could just Mexico. tell already. That he it's going to be funny. Mexico. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Uh, where he was going to work as a cowboy and a rustler. Sure. Um, he got involved with a, a, gu- a gunfight with the locals um, <laughs> over a card game. Mm-hmm. He drew his pistol. He killed two men and wounded another. All right. Yeah. Okay. He leaves the saloon unharmed. So now pretty bad. Uh, okay. Ass, let's right? pause. Let's pause it right there. Yeah. What right. would you do now? You get I'm out le- of town, right? Yeah. I'm going to go. Well, great, oh, great time, everyone. Uh, I've dodged, literally dodged bullets here. Well, I'm gonna go. Old Dave, <laughs> old Dave. You know that, what? That's what his friends called him, Old Dave. Yeah, even though he was only 30, 31. Yep, old, they still said Old, old Dave because he know. had the wisdom of a man twice his years right, and and quite a gunman, you know. Yep. Well, he, <laughs> Joe, Joe, he was unable to find his horse. <laughs> <laughs> Where did I park that thing? That so classic he, goof. Hey. You know, to be fair, we've all been there. So what do you do? You can't find your horse, right? So he he walks back into the saloon. No, you can't do <laughs> And he was shot several times. 
and then decapitated with a machete. Oh my god! <laughs> and, they put his, and then they put his head on a pole. <laughs> All because he couldn't find his horse. Oh, he gets like a Shakespeare death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll just um, go back and ask the bartender if he remembers where I parked my horse. <laughs> hey, do you know where I brought my hey, horse? Yeah, uh, I'm the guy that just shot this place up. Um, I, I do want to go. Has anyone <laughs> seen my horse? I seem to misplace like You my already horse. killed three guys. Just steal someone's horse. Didn't you say he went down there to be a rustler? Uh, he was a cowboy. Yeah, he went down there to be a cowboy and a rustler. Yeah, Who's man. like okay? That guy just just what he killed two people? Did you say or three? He killed two in uh and wounded another. And so you, I mean, how big could the town have been? Right. Uh, I don't know. It was uh, a name you, I can't pronounce. If you're but... near, if you're near that saloon, you hear gunfire. It's a medium sized town. There's a pause. And a guy yeah. walks out. That same guy looks at you and says, I'm taking your horse. <laughs> yeah. Would you would you say anything to him? No. Absolutely not. I would maybe say, please don't. I, I I'd, will say, I'd say please. <laughs> but I, I agree. We need to have old Dave and uh and Warren need to we need to see those. Those are stories we need told. <laughs> Um, the only yeah, other the, one the, the, is both of those could be in the ballad of Buster Scruggs. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The other one is Tom O'Rourke, which is the guy that like he gets told the story about the the uncle, right? Mhm. Um and uh his story is a little less interesting. Oh, that's that's the guy that the dude from X played. Okay. Um this outlaw claimed that uh he had this outlaw named Pony. <laughs> Come on. Pony <laughs> boy, killed... you remember, remember the outsiders? Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's pony. Hey. It was pony boy's great great grandfather, <laughs> pony grandpa. <laughs> um, so he he claimed that he had killed gambler and ERP supporter Michael O'Rourke in 1882. Okay. Um, and and according to Fred Dodge, uh, Leslie told him that O'Rourke had shot R- Johnny Ringo in the head and tried to make it look suicide. Okay. And this this pony guy was a good friend of Johnny Ringo. So those who understood the tensions between the two parties didn't have any doubt that Pony is the one who killed O'Rourke. <laughs> but I don't know how. That's more of like, you know, Old West mystery. Not nearly as interesting as Old Dave. Yeah. And, God. And I'll be thinking about Old Dave for a long time. Yeah. And I'm, Warren, who just refused to like, <laughs> who said, go get your gun, and then just walk towards a man firing at him. <laughs> Holding a little knife that could fit in his fist. <laughs> yeah, He'll never see this little knife coming. I just gotta, I just gotta take thirty-five more steps without getting shot, and then I'm gonna scratch his cheek. Um, so that's all I have for, uh, that's all I have for how they die. Um, as I mentioned when we started this episode, the reason we did this is because we had the survey results, which are still available. People can still go and, and vote. Uh, just a couple tidbits, Joe, on uh-huh. what people have said so far. Um, do you listen to Tombstone Minute? Uh. 80, 83% plus said yes, which well, makes Why sense. else would they be filling the survey out? 11, 13.9% said no, but I plan to. My favorite is the two people who simply answered no, no interest either. <laughs> uh, how many, uh, do you do you like when we have guests? Joe, 87% said yes. Yeah, they don't have to listen to us as much then. Yep. Uh, when do people listen to the show? Uh, during their commute, at home and at work. Very few people working out or road trips. Then that's not that's not for them. Um, they enjoy. Uh, I asked when we uh, like when we sit close to the movie, or or and they like eighty eight percent healthy mix of both. They like the off top. Well, mix like mix can mean a lot of things. Um, <laughs> this this I have on here because this is your question because I remember I I have a good memory of this. Uh-huh. I asked you, Joe, when we were doing this. I was like, Joe, here are the questions I have for the survey. Do you want to add any? Yeah. And you said yes. Okay. And we added it. The question was, which historical speech would Wyatt have interrupted earliest? <laughs> I remember that now. Number one, at 41%, the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> that's such a short speech anyways. That's, uh, that's funny. Cause... <laughs> number Number two... At thirty-one point one percent, 
Denny Green's 2006 post-game rant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this one makes me laugh the most of all of them. Is uh, It's 16.4%. Luke Garrick's farewell. Hey, Wyatt would have shot him. <laughs> the Wyatt of Wyatt, like the Wyatt of Tombstone would have probably respected Lou Gehrig. The the Wyatt of Wyatt Earp, this movie would have shot him. He would have been mad that like, like he would have thought he's spreading like his plague or something to the town and just killed him in cold blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and what else we got here? Uh, last place, eleven point five percent. JFK's inaugural address. <laughs> so um, that that was the answer to that one. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, people, you know, they still listen and, uh, and still, uh, and still enjoy this. Um, my, and then there's like one of the points I'm just looking, there was some questions about if we, you know, this is when we were trying to think if we wanted to do another movie or not. Someone's answer was anything but Titanic. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. Um, someone here said, I really want you guys to do riding the bus with my sister. Uh, that we can't. Uh, I mean, someone else. Uh, said I, 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 I love the answer, but that's just not a good idea. And we have a few people who did suggest Titanic as well. Um, but yeah, people are still uh, still enjoying the show. Um, I don't know if you remember Joe. A couple years ago, we never had like a Facebook group um, for mm-hmm. for Tombstone Minute, and then some listeners uh, created one. I think our friend of the show George did, and uh, for a while there was people who were re-listening to the show and posting in and uh, i believe it was called candy bob's uh sugar emporium <laughs> was the name of the group on facebook so yeah. that exists now um and if you haven't if, i'm sure some a lot some people have moved with us as we move from project to project but after we did tombstone minute uh we did titanic minute uh which is shocking how many people listen to that show um, then we did Forrest Gump Minute, which no one listened to. <laughs> um, and now we do a free podcast at a freepodcast.com. And we've got a dedicated group of people uh, that seem to enjoy listening to that. And we even have a Patreon. Uh, whereas Joe mentioned, this is why we're professionals now. <laughs> yeah, well, um, People pay us $2 a month to get more content from yep, us. Absolutely. So you can go to patreon.com slash the Midnight Boys and get even more content. So if you're a tombstone head... And you got this far. You want to listen to more of our stuff. Uh, have we There's talked plenty. about any westerns on a free podcast? We have not that I can uh, that I can think of. I don't think, yeah, I don't we, think have. we have. We should maybe uh, maybe mix one in. I mean, I have thought about you know because we do seasons on a free podcast about like the the '90s with the like the kind of the the around Tombstone and White Earp and and Unforgiven. You had all these other westerns yeah, that came the out. Quick and the Dead was cool. Yeah, and I think that'd be interesting to talk about. Um, but, uh, yeah, no other Westerns. I will say I have watched a lot more Westerns in the last um, five years. And one that I had not seen prior to uh, to when we recorded was My Darling Clementine, which is another movie about Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that movie. It's great. It is much different than Tombstone, but... But it's also, it's a very, like, chill movie. Like, that movie is all about, like, what happens inside the town of Tombstone, and it ends with the OK Corral shootout. But a lot of it is just, like, dudes hanging out and, like, in, like life in Tombstone, which I find to be really enjoyable. Um, it's got Henry Fonda in it, and uh, it's, a, it's a, John, a John Ford movie. So, hmm. um, you know, there's Doc Holliday. Um, Played by um, uh, Victor Mature, but not nearly as good as Val Kilmer. But uh, it's it's a uh, it's worth watching. Definitely worth watching. Tombstone worth watching. Wider, not worth watching. Stay away. Stay away. There are better ways to spend 190 minutes of your life. Um, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Yep. <laughs> Take a nap. That's a better way. <laughs> Easily. Well, uh, you could put Joe, this on, and you'll probably be taking one pretty soon after you start it. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything you want to add about wider or Tombstone or this whole like we're not we're not coming back to Tombstone at this point? I think right. I, I, I think mean, there's, there's only one thing that could get us to add to this feed, and that's if we visit Tombstone. Oh yeah, yeah. And we will one trip. day. Yes, that's true. So that's so true. maybe sometime in the next ten to fifteen years, there'll be an episode popping up again. 
our uh, our tombstone visit review, or I don't know how we'll frame that, but maybe in five years, you know, every five years we come back. And do <laughs> yeah, because you know, I'm sure on the Titanic minute feed we'll have to do Avatar two when that comes out. Yeah, that's that's this year, right? Allegedly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's in December. Um, so yeah, that that'll be fun. But I don't know. It's been fun to you know. Yeah. Um, this actually worked out well. Or uh, you know, the general or the co-host we've had for everything since uh, Tombstone Duff uh, was busy this week, and Joe and I are like, now's the time. He uh, the he's time. currently right now. Uh, he's got a club in one hand and whiskey in another, and he's beating up the Irish. Uh, uh, that's <laughs> what he does every St. Patrick's Day. Duff, great guy, extremely racist against Irish people. Uh, and he's reper- currently pummeling them uh, in the Twin Cities area, so he it, couldn't be with us tonight. It'll be fascinating to hear if he ever listens to this episode, and we'll know when he responds to that accusation. <laughs> I think he is. Isn't he? He is Irish, isn't he? I have. Uh, who I knows? Know. I know. <laughs> and we'll never know because he'll never listen to this. And ask, yeah. 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 Well, uh, listeners, thanks so much for like staying staying subscribed to this feed. Whoever gets this. Um, yeah. And uh, you know we, we we did eventually promise that we would do um, wide Earp, and uh, I didn't want to do it. Uh, yeah, that is on record. I did not want to do that, and uh, and watching it, I'm not happy I watched it, but I'm glad we did this episode. Yeah, the misery of that th- watching that three hour movie was it was over outweighed by the pleasure of this hour long conversation. I think. Absolutely, to go back to go back into Tombstone and Candy Bob. And uh, all all the fun things there, and I like I said that did make me like I will probably in the next couple months revisit Tombstone and enjoy it for the first time, not a minute at a time in a long time. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's that. I don't know, man. Well, uh, if you want to listen more, like I said, I just threw out a whole bunch of podcasts. But you know, uh, most up to date thing is to go to freepodcast.com and. Uh, we will always have new episodes and new seasons of uh, different movies talking about them there. See you on the trail.